दो मिनट स्टार्ट तो करने थे हेलो पीपल वेलकम बैक टू बी ऑन द स्ट्रीम दिस इज नीरव दिस इज अयती एंड दिस इज जलन आज प्रत्युषा गायब जी होगी गई लिसनिंग टू टेलर हेडफोन्स प्लग इन अच्छा वैसे नीरव As far as I remember, hadn't you grasped the concept of copyright? I thought I did until you started pulling my leg. Okay, then give me a brief explanation, like teeny tiny summary type. Okay, so the songs copyright and the sound recordings copyright are two different things, but the right to produce a recording of a song must be granted by the copyright owner of the scene, which is done in the form of a license, right? Wow, amazing, Nirav. सही जवाब दिया. Obviously, I did my homework. Okay, don't get too excited. There's more to it. Bro, please, yar, nahi nahi. Uh, okay, let me say. So, after the initial license is given and the music is recorded and published, any other party can simply get a license to record and release the song without the consent of the copyright owner. Also, music publishers guarantee that the songs are properly protected by copyright law. Also, they ensure that the royalties are collected and paid to the publisher and composers on time, and appropriate compensations are made in case of illegal usage of a song. I've heard that copyright laws of music are far more confusing than those of books and other written works. I know, right? Like the line between illegal copyright infringement and actual inspiration is so damn blurred. I think I remember Quincy Jones stating something like. The amazing thing about music is that it involves the same twelve notes being played over and over again. So, किसी न किसी तरीके का overlap तो होगा ही ना. It's inevitable, नहीं? Yeah, you know, I feel like there should be an app to let a composer know if a song breaches another song's copyright. As Mark Twain rightly said, only one thing is impossible for God, and that is to find any sense in any copyright law on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. You see, copyrights give right holders the legal right to prevent others from using their work for a certain period of time. So, as you all discussed in the previous episode, there are two copyrights to music: the right to sound recording and the right to the underlying composition and lyrics. The rights that must be secured to use a song depending on the use will be different for say a movie soundtrack or a streaming platform or a video game sound effect etc etc the fees for obtaining the relevant rights vary as well depending upon the use of the work uh, do i make sense you completely do okay so copyrights give a sort of temporary monopoly to creators so that they have an incentive to create new music copyright protection makes particularly good economic sense when the cost of producing a new work is high but the cost of producing subsequent copies is low yeah correct you know what copyright should also strike a balance between copyright owners and copyright users that is between those who create the music and those who broadcast it or listen to it digital technology eliminates the cost and increases the speed of sharing identical copies of already produced copyrighted material bro what okay nira wait Let me explain. You see, for now, economics can't provide complete or clear answers to questions about, you know, where copyright lines should be drawn. 
but economic research can help frame the questions and provide insights into the various trade-offs involved. Understood? Yep. With this whole copyright protection and everything, it's sort of hard for musicians to come up with a tune and not get sued over it. Like it's becoming harder to be creative day by day. With billions of songs already existing out there, your chances of creating something entirely fresh keeps getting slim, henna. Right? Is there any way to take inspiration from another song and not get sued over it? Uh yeah, there is. And this is where the concepts of interpolation and sampling come into play. Wait, uh what was the difference between the two again? Uh you see, so sampling is uh when you directly put a snippet of an original song that's been copied and paste it into an entirely new piece. Interpolation on the other hand is uh when a recording is recreated note for note and reflects the underlying composition. Uh like if someone performs the melody from Ed Sheeran's Shape of You within their own song, it would be considered an interpolation. But if someone picks an uncut loop from the original recording, it would be considered sampling. But what about the permissions? Yeah, so remember when we talked about the two copyrights in the last episode? So usually when you sample something the permission is granted by the owner of the masters which is usually the record label or the owner of the song itself okay that's because you're featuring both the recording and the base composition in your work yeah correct but if you're just interpolating a song you only need to get permission from the owner of the base composition because that is what is being featured in your new song not the original recording Okay it's a fact that currently it's difficult to even take inspiration from pieces that already exist like it's said that we largely find our ideas in the works of other artists I do agree with that Oh dude you know what I've been reminded of something So Beethoven studied with a fellow composer named Franz Haydn and his first two symphonies are almost purely inspired from Haydn and it's the third quartet where his brilliance finally came through Interesting in it Both. By the way, if copyright protection doesn't even provide incentives for more creative output, why even have it? Okay, so there are three important arguments in support of copyright protection. That's fairness, artistic credit, and creative control. Cause let's be real, copyright infringement is straight up unfair. Musicians are already not rewarded fairly for their services, so copyright protection helps musicians earn the credit where it's due. you know uh yeah and you see credit is also an issue part of the reward for creativity is recognition for one's efforts and copyright establishes a legal basis for musical contributions on a related issue creators deserve and currently have a right to some degree of creative control over their works okay so that reminds me there was a song called addictive by this american singer called two thirds And this number was rather famous, okay. And it even peaked at number nine on Billboard Top Hundred. Yeah. So the whole track is basically based on a Hindi song sample, which happens to be "Thoda Resham Lagta Hai" by Lata Mangeshkar. Now the copyright holders of the Hindi song was the company named Saregama India, and the label and the producer of Addictive hadn't even cleared the rights to the song before using it. So Saregama issued a cease and desist order, but that was ignored, okay. And then, Saregama filed a dollar five hundred million lawsuit against the label. Also, an injunction was filed to prevent further performances or broadcast of Addictive. 
Even Seven Rings by Ariana Grande sounds exactly like my favorite things from the movie The Sound of Music, released in 1959. That song was such a success, it stayed at number one on Billboard Hot 100 for eight weeks. Oh, and what about that? From what I've understood, that is one perfect example of interpolation. Seven Rings interpolates the melody of my favorite things. The success was huge, but financially, Ariana reaps much less from it than one would expect. And why so? So, Ariana signed away 90% of her Seven Rings royalties to Rogers and Hammerstein, the songwriters of my favorite things. Now, since they aren't alive anymore, her label Republic cut a deal with Concord, under whom the songwriters worked and hence pays them. Have I got it right, Jalen? Shat Pratishat. Oh, by the way, did you know that music creators do not have the right to control the use of the music on the terrestrial radio? Like, those licenses are compulsory. Meaning that a radio station can broadcast any song as long as it pays the relevant fee. Okay, this is exactly what sparked Metallica's landmark lawsuit against Napster in 2000. After they discovered that an unauthorized copy of one of their tracks was available for download on Napster and was being played on the radio. Obviously, they were outraged about this. They said it wasn't about copyright or commerce. It was about choice. It should have been their choice whether the music is available for free downloads. Okay, that's all right. Tell me about the copyright duration. How does it affect creativity? Dude, the duration plays such a major role. Set the term to long and the creativity gets stifled. Set it to short and the creators do not receive their due. And how does creativity get stifled? Extending protection raises costs for consumers and reduces the set of building block materials available for new works. So you see, it basically raises the cost of producing new works and reduces the number created. Dude, it seems that the lines between legit copyright protection and exploitation are blurred and the licensing requirements laws are straight up uneven and outdated. Yeah, I mean, of course they are uneven, blurred and outdated and all of that. The laws drawn for copyright have too often been used to protect and expand the interests of rent seekers and not often enough to support the creative instincts of musicians, composers and innovators. Wait, hold up. What about the covers? So many artists start their journey from merely making covers on YouTube. Don't they face copyright issues? Next Monday, please. I mean, this is enough for now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, my lovely folks. Stay tuned. You're listening to Beyond the Stream. What is this? You change the rope. नहीं, I do not agree with this. I will report cyber bullying है, change करो.